0: Welcome to our podcast.
1: <laughs> Welcome to our podcast.
0: True crimes and story times.
1: I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle, and we're back with part two of uh, the wheel. The wheel. The story of the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we really have anything to say. Nope. You have anything to add? No. Nope. Before we get into it, never do. So we left off with this story. Um the old man Mm. uh, got ate by the wheel the video camera went da da ding da da ding (laughs) and that was it he ran back home and his dog went with him yes his dog did go with him Mm -hmm. so now he's trying to figure out what to do all right we'll just jump right into it let's go all right i was
0: trying not to yell when i said that because normally
1: i'm like (laughs) let's go (laughs) sorry Okay, go ahead. All right, part two. Part two. It's been a week now since our last encounter with the wheel, and I still see that night in my dreams, the crumbling and disintegration of the people in the street, the glare of the monster. Benny rests his hand in my lap, looking up at me with those big eyes of his, and I scratch him behind the ear. You know, don't you, boy? Are you ready to go out again? He barks softly, and I rise from the desk. I grab from the side my latest purchase. A high-intensity LED floodlight, a massive thing, and the weight of a brick. But it's bright alright. It's bright as fuck. And the wheel hates the light. That's what I've assumed, at least. I need to stop jumping into these situations so carelessly. I need to think more. Be a little more rational. Have a bit more of a plan. I fastened on my coat and crouched down to my dog. You ready, boy? He looks at me, panting, and with a deep breath, I lead us out into the street. I'm nowhere near as confident walking at night as I used to be. Benny leads us through the deserted streets, sniffing his way through the darkness. A faint mist hangs unwanted round the edges of lamp posts in the distance and clings to the base of the buildings. As we head further and further through the town, I find myself startled by every shifting shadow, every miscellaneous noise. Come on, I muttered to myself, get it together. But it won't be far now. Benny's gotten so good at following the subtle trail the wheel leaves behind. Benny stops and whines a little, and quickly I lead us to a nearby skip to use as a cover. A moment or two later, a figure, a shadow at first, then more clearly a girl, comes walking out from the mist and down the street. She has her headphones in, walking alone, her footsteps falling in time to some unheard song. This will be the wheel's target. Benny has begun to growl, and I see the collapsing bodies of the boy and the homeless man in my mind's eye. My heart rate increases, and I start to sweat despite the chill. It's going to happen again. It's all going to happen again. I hear the man's voice in my head. We gotta help him. Sir, please, what can we do? And I realize I have to do something. What's even the point of these exhausting midnight excursions if I'm not going to do something? Hey! I call out with a hand cupped around my mouth. Psst, hey! But the girl can't hear. She walks right by on the opposite side of the street, humming quietly. She hasn't even seen me. Nor has she seen the looming shape through the shadows behind her, a towering behemoth rising up and out of the mist, A long limb stretched out far to grab a hold of a nearby building's emergency exit staircase. Creeping, as it did before, hungrily watching its prey. Though it moves with less care this time. It makes more of that creaking metallic noise as it clambers. Has it grown less cautious in its hunts? More feverish for the taste of a human life? My voice catches in my throat. I can't call out now. I just can't. It'll hear me. It'll take me instead. The lights around the rim of its enormous head start to intensify. It's happening. My eyes dart from the head of the beast to the oblivious girl, alone and foolish, on her late night walk. The wheel tightens its grip on the side of the building right by me, and dust crumbles from beneath its claws to the street. As its namesake starts to spin, faster and faster, and the worrying grows louder. The girl finally notices something is amiss as her shadow multiplies and splits right beneath her feet. She turns to look up and behind her in confusion, and her mouth falls open in horrified shock. The orange of the fiery glare of the wheel is caught in her eyes, and she is trapped. The wheel leans hungrily down towards her as she begins to age right before my eyes. She grows in height right through her twenties as dark circles appear beneath her eyes. Creases deepen between her eyebrows as she stares with horror at the source of the lights. And a light of my own ignites with a burst of dazzling sun. A white bright beam swung round and up into the face of the monstrous wheel. I would have thought of something badass to say had it not been literally shaking with fear as I burn the floodlight into the wheel. Its own lights falter at once. And with its head spin spinning, it disengages its target and scurries backwards, a low and disturbing metallic shriek echoing from its head as the girl, now woman, crumples to the ground, groaning. Back, you fucker. Back, I bellow, finding my voice at last as it knocks chaotically into the nearest wall, sending shards of crumbling brick raining down. On heavy feet and claws, it staggers back and turns, hastening away into the night, away from the intensity of the beam, and into the safety of the shadows. Still trembling, and not daring to turn off the floodlight's glare, I go to join Benny, already sniffing around the girl in the street. Hey, I say to her, are you alright? We've got to get out of here. She raises her head at me, and propping herself up on an arm, she shakily takes out her headphones. "What? What was that? she murmurs, then seems surprised at the sound of her own voice. I feel... I don't know. She clears her throat, distressed. Something's off. She winces as she climbs to her feet, looking down at her hands. Her fingernails reach out far from the ends of her fingers, though she broke a couple in the fall. What the fuck is going on? She whispers, and my heart goes out to her. How old is she now? How much time has been taken from her? I'm sorry, I mutter. And what else is there for me to say? What do you say to someone in a situation like this? The sound of the whirring is returning. I can't see it, but I can hear it. Benny barks and growls. It's alright, Benny. It's okay. I grab the woman, or the girl, by the collars of her coat. You've got to go, alright? Get the fuck out of here. If it catches you in its light, it ages you, you hear me? It takes years from your life until you're nothing but bones. It-it what? She looks down at her hands again, turning them over. It ages you? I give her a starting shove as a shadow creeps round the roof of a nearby building. I swing the floodlight up towards it and it disappears for a second time, slinking back into a temporary shadow. Go! And to her credit, finally, she does. I hold out until she has vanished from sight, and then I break too. I retreat down a nearby alley panting and waiting listening close i don't want the wheel to know where i am so i switch off the floodlight blinking as i try to force my eyes to readjust to the darkness it's here that i catch my breath it clouds and fogs before me as i listen as intently as i can for the sound of the wheel what's even my plan here keep it out in the open until sunrise what am i expecting to happen where does it go Where does it go during the day? We have to keep following. I need to know where it goes. Where its hideout is. So, mustering all my courage, I leave the relative safety of the alley and continue on down the street, keeping close to the shadows. Benny leads me through the town and out back to the fields. We walk for most of the night, he and I, and I can tell he's getting tired. Hell, I am too. But we have to know where it goes. Benny seems, to close- Benny seems to lose the scent a few hours into our quest. I check my watch with tired eyes. 4.35 a.m. Jesus. We're out by the fields. Not the same ones as before. No sheep here. Just a rusty old scrapyard and a disused barn. It's morbidly tempting, but I refrain from checking the barn tonight. I just can't bear it. So resolve to try it again tomorrow. Come on, boy, I say stifling a racking yawn. Let's go home. I'm back in bed once the sun has risen and the birds have begun their morning chirps. Benny and I sleep till late afternoon, and I awake feeling groggy and exhausted. I can't keep going on like this. I push myself through a day of work, grimly trying to recoup the lost time before it gets noticed. But my thoughts are all on the night, on the next night, on scoping out that barn on drawing attention to the monster and driving it out, for good. I find myself doodling in the margins of my notes, watching the hands on the clock tick by, the slow, crawling passage of time. I will it to go faster, waiting for the sun to set and the night to fall. Come on, hurry up. Why can't the time go just a little bit faster? As it always does, however, the day draws to a steady close. I've been ready for hours, but when midnight strikes, I'm out the door in an instant, camera around my neck, floodlight held in one hand. Come on, Benny, I say. That's a good boy. And out we go, out into the darkness. I want to head straight to the fields, straight to the barn, but Benny has other ideas. He keeps barking and trying to lead me back to the scene of the attack last night. Come on, boy, no, we're headed back to the barn, but he won't budge, and eventually I relent following along as he hurries back across the cobblestone streets and between the buildings to the road where the wheel struck the girl what are we doing here benny i murmur as benny comes to a stop looking out over the street tail wagging i squinted and saw at the far end a figure stood beneath one of the street lamps a silhouette checking carefully around for signs of the wheel though emboldened by benny's relative chill i walked I walk out down the street and towards the figure. As we draw closer, it turns to us, and I recognize her at once as the girl from the previous night. Thank God, she mutters as she marches toward me, taking me by surprise as she grabs me by the collar and stares angrily into my face. Benny barks at her, but she ignores him. Her eyes. Her eyes are the same, but the face that I look back into now, the face I see clearly in the light, as of a woman in her late thirties, maybe early forties. What happened to me? She shouts, and already the tears start to fall. She loses her composure almost at once and releases me, crying softly into her sleeve. How do I go back? What do I have to do to go back? I run a hand through my hair with a pity. I'm sorry. I tell her. I don't think. I don't think there is a way to go back. She sniffs and wipes a hand across her face. She looks back at me. I've had literally the worst day of my life, you know, she says. I say nothing. All the problems I was faced with yesterday, whether or not my boyfriend likes the other girl, what am I going to study at college, lyrics for the song I was trying to write, and the gift I was going to get for my mom's birthday. She forces a humorous laugh. All meaningless now. My friends and family don't recognize me. And why would they? I would kill to get back the problems I was dealing with yesterday. But yesterday is gone. She looks at her hands again. It's not fair. I feel so much older. It's just not fair. I want it back. I want to go back. Benny nudges her leg and she smiles sadly, scratching his head. She sighs. He's a nice dog. What's his name? It's Benny, I replied, and she nods. I'm Celia, by the way. It's nice to meet you, Celia. Ben. Ben? That's right. She cocks her head at me. But isn't that your dog's name? No, his name is Benny. She laughs for real now. It's a nice sound, though it's broken by a short... Though it's broken by a snort of amusement. You named your dog after yourself? What kind of person does that? I didn't name him after myself, damn it. I got him from a shelter. He already had the name when I found him. Ah, I see, I see. She grins down at Benny, his tongue lolling happily. happily. Still, very funny, though. (laughs) She scratches his head a little longer. So, enough chit-chat. How do we kill it, Ben? How do we kill the monster? Kill it? Listen, this thing is the most dangerous. She cuts me off. Do I look like I give a fuck? I have nothing left, you hear? I have nothing left. Her eyes shine in the light of the street lamps. So I'm telling you now, I am here to kill it, whatever it takes. And so, with a sigh, I gesture her to come with us. And Benny now leads us the way I'd expect him to, sniffing the stones and taking us out to the edge of town, towards the fields and the abandoned barn. I tell her what I know. The wheel—that's what I've been calling it. It seems to like it. It seems like it has to stay more or less in the same position while it "quote unquote" eats, and it takes a moment or two to warm them up too. But once you're in that light, you're caught. You're stuck. What's its weakness? I don't know about weakness, but it hates the light, other than its own. Obviously, it avoids the street lamps and sun, and it hates this thing. I lift the floodlight. That's how I scared it off last night. Is that it? Just light? Everything else you've learned at all? What is the light, do you think? The light the wheel makes itself. I shrug as we leave the town behind us. It's another silvery, moonlit night. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know much at all, really. It can eat trees and plants as well as animals. Insects, too. Trees, plants... She repeats, insects. Yeah, same method. It just focuses the beam and takes the life of its target. She rubs her chin in thought. So it targets insects and plants? Well, no, they just got caught in the beam. Grass around the feet of a sheep, a moth that flew into the light, that kind of thing. Her eyes light up. So the beam isn't all that focused then, is it? If it kills anything in the light. I consider this. We climb the fence at the edge of the dark field, and carefully, quietly, make our way across the grass towards the barn, and Benny starts to whine, ears pinned back. All right, she whispers to me as we approach. I have a plan, but I never get to hear it. From behind us, from the scrapyard nearby, there comes the sound of twisting metal and creaking machinery. Benny jumps out of his skin with a yelp, and I do essentially the same. Lights rise up from the clutter and a long silvery arm reaches out to provide leverage as the body and a head of the wheel rise up from the wreckage. It whirs with menace as the lights blink into life and the great head starts to spin. It clambers down the hill of junk towards us with a sickening speed I had not yet seen from the behemoth. Benny races forwards to face it, barking loudly and angrily, teeth bared. "'Benny!' I call out in panic. My companion's shadow sent out long and dark across the grass, now illuminated orange. "'Benny, heel! Come back, boy!' The wheel raises itself up, angling its light down to Benny. And I sprint towards him, all fear temporarily forgotten, as I rush to grab him up. He's not a little dog by any means. And I grunt with exertion, but I haul him up and fling him out to the side, to the safety of the shadow as I find myself caught in motion, a fly in resin, eyes wide. My body stiffens, and I am just about able to turn my head to look up into the wheel's almighty gaze as it starts to draw from me my life force. Paradoxically, everything slows. Is this it then? I think to myself. I feel the passage of time as water rushing swiftly over my body. Waves of warmth and ice wash, alternatingly, across my skin as I feel it tighten in places, loosen in others. My wisdom teeth ache with sudden throbs of pain as they push themselves through the backs of my gums. The joints in one of my hands start to seize. I can feel my fringe growing long down my face and into my vision. Did I lead a good life? Did I do enough? Is this all my fault? My obsession... My obsession has done this. It has taken my time from me, time I can surely never recover. But my thoughts are interrupted by a sudden shriek from above, and I catch a blur of motion through the darkness. Celia leaps from the roof of the barn and, like a madwoman, down onto the wheel's back. I cannot see what it is exactly that she holds, but it is sharp and it is metal, and she hacks it into the monster's neck, eyes wide and burning with fury. The wheel creaks and cries out with a metallic distress call, the lights faltering, and with a crack it tears away its gaze, leaving me gasping in the darkness, clutching my chest and looking down to my hands. How much did it take? A decade, perhaps, or a little more? I look back up. Benny is barking and gnawing at the wheel's legs. The monster itself swings its head around from side to side, furiously trying to shake off the attacker on its back. I return to my senses and grab up the floodlight, switching it on with a blast of light and aiming the beam at the monster. It recoils with frustration, but alas, Celia is knocked from its back and down onto the ground. She doesn't give up, though. She immediately grabs a hold of one of the wheel's legs, stabbing her weapon in as deep as it'll go and keeping a firm grip on the handle. The wheel, in its rage, looks down to its feet. The great spinning head starts whirring round and round, and Celia is caught in the intense orange glare. As indeed is the wheel itself. Heel, Benny, I call out, and this time he does, running towards me but still looking back at the scene in the field. Celia's hair starts sprouting from her head, graying and thinning, falling to the ground. Her lips start to wrinkle, the lines aside her eyes become deep and many, But still, her bitter grip persists. She will not let the wheel go. The wheel makes noises I've never heard before. The whirring of its head starts to grind. Rust and dust fall from its joints. Its posture becomes more hunched and the color of its body begins to lighten and pale. Unaware of what it's doing to itself, or perhaps too caught in the frenzy to care. Celia, I call out, aiming the floodlight as best as I can, but it isn't enough. At last, her grip is lost, and she tumbles to the grass. The wheel screams with rage, drawing everything from her until she is nothing more than a cloud of dust to be lost in the wind. The wheel staggers away, limping, and away it goes, slower than before, far slower, out to the darkness in retreat. It looks back at me, and I rise my own weapon. I catch it in the fire of my own light aimed right into the center of its horrible, monstrous head. "'Go to hell, you bastard!' I mutter, as the floodlight buzzes with power, and the creature collapses. Down it goes onto the grass, and there it disintegrates. Its body falls apart as if it were a toy dropped from a great height. A black, oil-like substance spills onto the grass as the wheel and all the wheels within simply disconnect. They break apart some roll around a little before they drop but drop they do nothing more than another pile of junk in the field silent still and lightless i dropped the floodlight and raced to join benny but there is nothing here but dust blown out across a patch of dead grass she was here and in the blink of an eye she was gone i'm sorry celia i muttered sadly into the night I inspect the corpse of the wheel if indeed it can even be called a corpse earlier i likened its body to a werewolf from afar but now up close and deceased it looks like a discarded art project just a wreck a great pile of of nothing substanceless really come on benny i say to my friend let's go home pal i get more sleep these days i still do my research don't get me wrong regarding the wheel about whether there might be more like them out there there are important questions that remain unanswered but you'll be pleased to know i do allocate my time more carefully there's nowhere near as much waste of it i have a little less of it than i did before after all and ain't none of us getting it back wow the end
0: that was really good that's probably my favorite story so far
1: i thought it was pretty good it had a good message at the end don't waste your time, basically.
0: Well, it was awesome. I thought that, it was a, that a was good a, ending. Sad it wasn't just pretty good. Die. It was a really
1: good story. But yeah,
0: R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah, Celia. she
1: she gave her life, and it was not wasted. Well, I fuck it was you, pretty Wheel. Good. <laughs> Man, that so, was good. Shout out to Darkly Gathers. Yeah, that was a good on story. On Reddit, that was a really good story probably yeah like you said one of my favorites so far
0: mm-hmm. it was really
1: awesome i was very pleased with the ending yeah me too i was worried that like the dog was gonna die yeah me too i was
0: like no not oh my Benny. gosh
1: i know it is sad that she died but yeah it had a for a really real. good ending
0: well she said she had nothing to live for and i feel like she risked her life knowing what was going to happen to her
1: Mhm. for a good cause yeah as long as now if he wouldn't kill the wheel that would have been a different story yeah
0: i would have been shitty
1: yeah but he did so, that's the, that's that the was end of, awesome. of The Wheel. That was a
0: really good story.
1: The end of, I've been stalking a monster I've nicknamed The Wheel, and it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. That's the full title. <laughs> it's really good. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. I hope you liked it as much as we did. Yes, we do. Um, Go subscribe to our Patreon. Yep. We, as we speak, as we are filming this right now, are getting ready to film our first mukbang hashtag taco bell Mm, taco bell um it's gonna be just like a sit down chit chat type video so yep if you want to see it go subscribe to the patreon
0: also i think we've decided to um post our regular videos on youtube instead of for our patreon yes so we're going to be getting that up soon so if you want to watch us hit up youtube and we have to correct our, like, um, levels on Patreon. Yes, so, they have changed a little bit. Yeah, we're going to change those up probably today. And uh, our mukbangs and bonus episodes will still be posted on the Patreon.
1: Yes. so
0: It's just our regular videos will be up on YouTube soon. We just have to figure out some editing difficulties, things like that, that we didn't really account for. So It's a learning process.
1: We're still figuring it out. Yep. But we'll get it figured out eventually. Bo show. Um, also, go follow us on all our social medias. We'll also be in the link tree in the show notes. Yep. Everything will be in the link tree in yes, the show will. notes. As as well as the link for the story will be in the show notes. So. Yeah, so if you want to read it. It'll be there. Well, I think that's everything. Yep. We will see you next time.
0: See ya. Bye.